Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of MoCast, the podcast on World of Warcraft classes and specs. And uh, this episode has been a long time coming. Havoc Demon Hunter. Uh, disclaimer, we have recorded this a week ago. Uh, the audio got fucked. We're very sorry about that. But, you know, the boys are legends and uh, they agreed to uh, do it once again. So uh, this, uh, this episode <laughs> is basically going to be an attempt to recollect the kind of things that we mentioned that we talked about last week because we did yeah. cover a couple of cool topics. So uh, yep. let's actually dive, dive, uh, dive right in. So if you don't know, uh, our current guests from the title and anything like that. So let's let us uh, let them uh, introduce themselves. Starting with uh, Shadrach, my man. Tell everybody who you are if they don't know who you are and uh, what things you like that. What, 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 what's it all about? You? Well, what's your favorite pizza? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm Shadrach. I mostly just sit around with the DH Discord and help with you know theory crafting ideas for the spec as things come up. Uh, I've been playing the game since the start of BFA and started playing DH in BOD. So it hasn't been too long, just a couple of years now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, about all there is on that. Beautiful, beautiful. And what about you, Tran? I'm a Tran. I am not so much an administrator on the DH Discord, more than just, you know, a sim rat. I sit around and contribute to the discussions and try to speculate on what it might be that is good on the following tiers, what might not be good. Um, as far as how long I've been playing Demon Hunter, it's been on and off since Legion, so I have played since very barely the original Momentum up till now. Very, All right. very interesting since uh, we have uh, a train who's a who started like from the inception of Demon Hunter, and then we have Shadowrek from uh, starting off from BFA. Now. We do have like this, you know, the havoc. The demo hunter spec is the the baby class, I would say, from from World of Warcraft. It's really, really recent. So we have the Legion version, the BFA version, and the Shadowlands version. Now, I would ask both of you, like chatting with with, with, with Shadowrek, where do you see? So where where did you feel Havoc Demo Hunter had its best time? I wouldn't say where it was the most complete because that's probably you know the thing that will be continuously. But where did you find the most? I don't know. Mm, where did you have the most fun and also had decent numbers with Demon Hunter? Could be a patch, could be now. I don't know. Um, I, I think I would say Shadowlands is the better version of it. Uh, the playstyle we had throughout BFA once we got Triple Furious Gaze and we just ran it constantly, it was a bit degenerate where we didn't scale well. They had to continuously buff us or add things that we just massively abused that weren't part of our kits and we just sat on you know 100 150 haste and yeah. <laughs> that iteration just kind of felt weird and it felt like the class was lacking as a base and that was because that was before they made immolation or a baseline so if you played Felblade demon blades you really didn't have other buttons and you often just sat there and did nothing um and there wasn't really much difficulty to the spec either because if you're playing first blood demonic in bfa you always did your double death sweep, no matter the haste value you had. Like you didn't even think about it. You just hit the button on cooldown and it would it would hit itself. And it was supposed to be something you're supposed to plan for. Coming to the this expansion, they nerfed us a bunch and then numerically we were absolutely terrible coming into it because they didn't buff us for all the stuff they took away. Yeah. But I do find it plays better. Uh having emulation or a baseline feels a lot better, especially when you're playing Fell Blade Demon Blade builds. And the demonic nerfs at least made it so with our reduced haste values, you have to, you know, plan to get your double death sweep. Not that that's too relevant right now because first blood's a bit dead, but 
Uh, I'm enjoying the current for those reasons where it just feels like it's actually a class, not something where you're just pressing Guacamole? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Press the shiny button. Uh, and then on top of that, it's also our build diversity right now is just so much better where there's actually multiple builds to play in various situations as well. And it feels like almost everything's viable, whereas BFA, that just wasn't true at all. Makes sense. All right. I guess I guess the the whole topic of, you know, Havoc being like super, super easy face role to play was, was initiated in, in BFA more or less. Um, because 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was probably something that uh, the guys yeah. can talk about because hey, I BFA played had like BFA, the, man. That's what that was the perfect oh. time. <laughs> the AOE rotation was a single target rotation, so it was a little bit weird. Um, yeah. So I I kind of agree. Aside from the uh, the initial like you know butterfly honeymoon phase of the demon hunter, I feel like maybe right now is the best. I I, I don't remember a time when maybe uh, Havoc had more builds except for maybe. Mid Legion, maybe probably Legion. a trend can maybe cover trend, yeah, more, can... a little bit more when you had Chaos Blades and Demonic, both Demonic, Demonic kind of creeping up because I think it was kind of shit at the beginning of Legion. Yeah. But uh, with that being said, yeah, trend. When do you think uh, uh, Havoc would ha had its had its shine or maybe you know its best duration, something that you know can be taken to today and maybe you know made the spec uh, pop Pretty a little bit more. Yeah, so at least as far as when I think the most fun playoff style was, it certainly boils down to either the original Bloodlet momentum, like the very first playstyle that most Havoc players might remember from Emerald Nightmare. Um, but I kind of lean more toward the Tomb of Sargeras playstyle, that heavy front-loaded Chaos Blades meta, everything into your opener playstyle was certainly the one that I think was more fun. Because it it lent itself more to a burst style that you would not feel as bad with regard to downtime for. Um, but as far as the numeric best iteration of Havoc goes, it's probably going to be Antorus. I mean, between the amount of damage that you were able to do and the absurd amount of leech that you were able to have as a consequence, it definitely made it the most numerically broken <laughs> iteration of Havoc by far. All right, like uh, this is not something new. Like a lot of people have Tumor Sargeras uh, and or Antorus is one of their best times. Yeah, most of the experience experience effects, effects, we so. talked to at least. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. I mean, it cannot be a coincidence. So maybe whatever happened at Blizzard at that time happened right. And uh, yeah, I, I do remember the the throw glaive playstyle, bloodlet. God damn it! And with the with the legendary, what I don't even remember what the legendary was, and I was actually kind of lucky to get it at the at the first drop. It was it was pretty crazy. Um, and the uh, the Moarg bionic stabilizer bracer is the one that made your uh, subsequent bounces on throw glaive do more damage to each target, and then bloodlet scaled the damage of the dot based on the damage throw glaive did. That was doesn't I mean, good time. Assassination rogue bleed. What? 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 No, no, man. There's it, not nothing about that. Um, so, look at looking looking at well, what's happening today. It's it's. Uh, I'm guessing a train. You do you feel like right now in in Shadowlands is like havoc in a good spot overall. I know we can go into talk about just you know a couple of specifics you know on talents and and, and what what. what uh, Shadwork mentioned that you know he he feels like the the best iteration compared to BFA at least is now. What do you think about it? It's like is it good? Could it be better? Pretty sure it could be better. It's definitely good. Um, it's in a 
pretty healthy spot. It doesn't rely too much on external power sources. I mean, everybody's going to feel the loss of domination shards. That's a, an absolute certainty, but you mean Havoc cents. on its own is probably fine. Um, it does have a weakness, it, and I can get into this a little bit more later if it feeds into one of your topics, but I'd say my biggest criticism of Havoc right now is that its playstyle is too consistent. It does too much consistent damage, which means that if there are periods of downtime, which is something designed into almost every boss, you know, your Painsmiths, your Kalthazods, your Fate Scribes, Sludge Fist, etc., mm -hmm. etc., et uh, you're going to feel the effects of that downtime, I think, more than any other spec in the game, just because of how Havoc is designed inherently to be independent of cooldowns rather than function with them. I think uh, I think we touched about it uh, in, in the initial recording, and we're definitely going to cover it again oh, yeah. because this kind of uh, kind of leads into what I wanted to ask. I'm, I might have asked this last time as well, but I don't recall if I formulated at least this way. Because when we talked with the Vengeance Demon Hunters, um, the uh, over the years, the general consensus was that Demon Hunter was designed with the artifact weapon in mind, with like a lot of passives and uh, Fury of the Illidari, which thankfully came back in the form of Glaive Tempest. And uh, at least in the in the realms of the Havoc, uh, people kind of feel like the spec without the external powers that whatever uh, the expansion brought is kind of bare bones. It's missing either X or Y or things like that. Um, what do you guys think about Havoc in that sense? And um, I mean, Blizzard has been doing pretty well over the years to kind of constantly add stuff to the base kit, like uh, Shadowlands we've had the, what is it, Furious Gaze and Immolation Aura, at the very least, added baseline uh, with, like, obviously, new talents in its row. And personally, playing pretty much all uh, all the other DPSs in the game, I feel like if they do this a few more times, then Havoc can probably be uh, at around where everybody is in terms of, like, the death of the spellbook, if that's even important. Because, to be honest, uh, playing Havoc last patch and this patch as well, it feels like it's in a... It's, in a pretty good spot, even death-wise as well. But I'm gonna let you guys, you know, answer this and uh, tell me, tell me your opinions. See exactly what you think about, you know, the havoc and maybe f in regards to its history so far. So, with at least regard to the artifact, I'm probably going to be dropping a, a spicy, hot, fiery take when I say this right here. But mm, havoc. Without the artifact in Legion, if you just took Havoc from Legion, the talents, the spellbook it had, its passives, everything that built into it, and just removed the artifacts and legendaries, it was a complete spec. It, it was completely fine. And the fact that they decided that they felt the need to rework it was a little bit strange to me, especially because you did have the extra buttons, the extra things in the talents that you could then spec for that allowed you to fill out playstyle niches that were kind of important as far as Havoc is concerned. Um, as far as, you know, BFA, I mean, Shadrach mentioned it, but Furious Gaze was disgusting as far <laughs> as what it did. Um, and even right now, I wouldn't say that there are too many elements of borrowed power that feel critical to Havoc in as much as they complete the spec more than just they add extra damage and that can always be tuned that's a knob what do you think uh Shadrach? uh it's hard for me to say because again i didn't play from legion but from what i've heard it definitely seems like when they try to put the spec back together coming into bfa it just 
didn't really have a reason to be doing it, and they didn't really do it right. They tried to fit a lot of what Havoc needed into the Borough Power Systems, but Azurite wasn't full enough of a system to really do that, and we just ended up not playing a lot of what they tried to give us, I guess. Whether it was like tuning issues or, you know, just over-tuning issues with Furious Gaze eating up half of what we ran, it it's kind of hard to say for me. Um, I will say it is nice that we got most of our Ryan Azrites though, because we got both Furious Gaze baseline. Even if it's very watered down version, it's a lot healthier of a version and it scales better because it's a percent based. And then we got Chaotic Transformation, which people don't talk about much, but having that baseline feels really nice. The I beam reset when you cast meta, yeah. it's something that's actually, it feels pretty impactful, but unfortunately they weakened I beam a lot this expansion and it's not really a good AoE ability. So it doesn't feel too good in a lot of situations, but you know, it yeah. does feel a lot better on the playstyle of the spec, at least. I mean, this is a general um, issue that kind of happened after Legion, because, okay, have, have a, uh, the Demon Hunter on one part, because it was designed with the artifact uh, weapon in mind. But I think the majority of classes, like in specs, when they, when they initially got past Legion and went in through BFA, everyone just felt shallow and bare bones. Same thing happened, like, from, from uh, BFA towards Shadowlands. That external power is affected and is increasing uh, the power to, to different specs and different on different levels. Interesting that interesting that uh, Atreian uh, said that you know if you took the the artifact power, you know, uh, havoc would have been a, a pretty decent and complete spec, as opposed to maybe vengeance, which uh, was more yeah. reliant, <clears throat> much more reliant on on the things uh, that that the the artifact weapon brought up. But that being said, uh, how do you guys see like the uh, I would call it the evolution of Havoc DH uh, from in, in Shadowlands season one and two. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was was like in terms of like okay the high end stuff, right? Was Havoc initially uh, in, in the top meta picks? I know Chaos Brand was you know something that people would take uh, either Havoc or Vengeance, but in terms of like numbers um, and, for uh, Shadowlands or for this patch, Sh Shadowlands, Shadowlands, both both seasons, both seasons. Okay, uh, right off the rip when we came in, Havoc was so unplayably bad that every <laughs> guild was required to run Inventions, and every good Havoc player dropped spec uh, on a dime, and most of them tried to reroll to Windwalker at the time because it was so good. Um, they just ripped so much out of the spec, and they didn't retune it at all. They didn't do anything to fix any of its um, damage issues. So, like, we came into this expansion having, you know, we got like a Chaos Strike buff through leveling bonus, didn't work on Annihilation, and it didn't work on half of the spell itself. It only worked on the main hand component, not the offhand. So this 10% damage buff only was like 2% uh, on that ability as a whole. Uh, that ability in general just was underhitting. Demonic got nerfed down. They ripped out all our survivability in turn as well. And then the fact that we were one of the highest abusers of all the board power systems we didn't get enough back to deal with that. And then they just started throwing aura buffs at the spec until it got to a spot where it was doing somewhat okay damage, except for it was kind of fine on AoE already, and they just aura buffed all the AoE abilities, didn't fix our single target. So we became really good on cleave. Um, then the 9.0.5 patch hits, they massively buffed two of our legendaries. So we get Dark Glare for single target because I-Beam doesn't really work well on AoE. And we got Burning Wound as a multi-dot spec to abuse our growing Inferno Conduit with the Immolation Aura damage increase. Yeah. 
because that's actually a really good spell now, just because of that one conduit over doubles the damage. Um, and then once we got all that, uh, and then they buffed Unbound Chaos as well at that point, they actually had to, coming into the next tier, pull back on our AoE damage, nerf Unbound Chaos, and then buff our single target back up because we were still in a bad spot of single target, but our AoE was just too good. So they had a lot of work to do when, you know, Havoc dropped. They did a really bad job with the balancing, but it's gotten to a pretty good spot now. I think uh, uh, hearing uh, you you talk a little bit about the single target, and I mean, it's not, it's not a surprise. I mean, Vengeance was good in 9-0, but I think at least in the raids, what popularized it, popularized it the most was the top players running Vengeance because of the lack of, uh, of a good Havoc. And this, I think I'm uh, to the point that a trend made a little while ago when uh, coming from Legion, where uh, he mentioned that uh, without the artifact uh, ability, Havoc, felt complete and i think a lot of people forget this i don't know if it happened uh at the end of legion with both of these but havoc did lose chaos blades and nemesis which were essentially two extra cooldowns and i think this kind of plays into what uh, a trend mentioned that the, the weakness for havoc is and obviously kind of sees uh its main issue in raids as well when you don't have single target cooldowns or single target bursts or anything like that and having two extra buttons to press and two extra cooldowns specifically can add first of all death to the character and obviously fix some of that single target so do you think that maybe this can be something that can be fixed in the future like adding like they've tried to add Chaos Blades with Chaos Theory kind of back, right? But I mean, it still feels like, you know, you could you could use something like they're they're constantly designing these encounters with like short burst phase of of of, uh, of activity, right? Or something like that. So you kind of feel like if you have burst in that phase, you'll do overall better better in the raid. Um <clears throat> do you think that that's something that can come back to havoc like I don't know if Chaos Blade specifically, but maybe something like that to fix the single target issue. Or do you think that a single target is right now fine? Uh, considering that you're using Essence uh, Break as well, and they've nailed the nail on the head, or <laughs> so nailed to speak. the nail on the head. It's a lot of nails. As is, the single target's fine. Um, that's kind of a separate issue where, like, we're over-tuned a bit to a point where even though we don't get the uptime we need for a classes function, you know, comparable to our sims and compared to other specs, we can still do good single target or comparable single target. And then the fact that we have really good cleave carries us in a lot of cases. Uh, so, like, we're not in a bad spot at all. But if it came down to it, we would always prefer, you know, taking a damage hit and then getting a cooldown that would bring it back to the same level because then with our damage windowed better, it's a lot better in most fight designs for us to decide where our damage goes as opposed to it just being flat throughout the whole fight. And I think that's more of what a train was trying to get to, but I can let him speak on that if it was otherwise. Yeah, no, it, it's very much kind of what I was referring to because, I mean, especially in the case of like a fight like Painsmith, you're in an intermission for, I think it's what, like 45 seconds where you're just not hitting the boss. If you're a Venthyr Boomkin right now, that 45 seconds that's irrelevant to you because you do tank damage outside of your cooldowns anyway but if you're a havoc demon hunter and you need permanent uptime on that boss to keep doing the damage that you're going to be doing that hurts you a lot more than i think a lot of people actually recognize um as far as coming into shadowlands though a, a large part of why havoc was so bad right off the bat 
was because Furious Gaze did prop our damage up to an absurd degree because you'd press that button and you'd come out of your I-beam channel in meta with 150% haste. <laughs> so yeah, your your damage sucked, but your damage instances were so frequent that it didn't really matter. And I think that largely plays into borrowed power as kind of a problem because at the end of the day, like, Borrowed power in of itself is not bad. It's just how much of your classes and specs power is tied up into it yep. that can be a problem. Like if if you have to ask the question, can I imagine my spec without this? And that answer is no, then that's a bit of borrowed power that is probably a little bit too strong, too iconic and too necessary to remain as just borrowed power. I, I'm curious on your thoughts on this as well, but I find it bizarre that they seem more or less in a state where they refuse to nerf effects. And like, they'll do it, you know, from time to time, but like this expansion, at least because they're trying to push the Covenant system as meaningful choice, I guess. The fact that we still have Venthyr Boomkin in its current form is bizarre. There's no reason for it to have not been nerfed, but they're just kind of buffing everything else around it like it's okay. And yeah. No, I think I the current Venthyr Boomkin is uh, really not okay, and I don't think Boomkin's like playing <laughs> it for the most part either. It's very good for what it does, but like, it's just so punishing and it's so bad outside of its cooldowns. Yeah, no, I think a large part of the reason why they've decided not to do that is because if you remember in Old Year, there was this boss. It was the sixth boss of the raid where <laughs> you were fighting this uh, this prophet guy named Zul. And I don't actually pay attention to the lore, so all I know is that there's a cinematic with him killing Rastakhan. Um, but essentially what it boiled down to was you stacked subtlety rogues because they could funnel their single target so incredibly well into that boss that it didn't even matter how much gear you really had on it. I have um, been told that my guild leader from my guild actually took a rogue, leveled it, geared it in a week, brought it into Zul at like... 170 item level or something something crazy yeah, like that I, I he heard still it was, you would bring in every rogue alt you could on that yeah, boss it was dumb but then they decided to nerf subtlety rogue into the absolute ground just after the first season of the mdi because they were doing that in the mdi as well and the backlash because of how important that spec was to prog that boss was so extreme that i think that they've been kind of scared out of doing massive balance changes that would ultimately destroy spec um, strategies. And I think that's why they don't do it. That's it's weird at least my biggest guess. They've had times where they have done, you know, like pretty big nerfs to... I, I guess I'll look back at um, Nizoth when the world first guilds were killing it with Echoing Void. They were doing it with a nerf version of Echoing Void, but it was before the second nerf. And then they re-nerfed Echoing Void again, I think by another 20% or so. And then they just wiped 5% health off the boss for everyone else. Because yeah, they're just like, okay, it's, it's too much. I but, think if they catch the problem early enough and they nerf it before the first kills have happened, they're willing to do it. But I mean, obviously they didn't that, do that for Venthyr. <laughs> that's kind of my problem with it is like, this is something that came up that everyone thought it was going to get destroyed because it was simming so far ahead of everything. And the way it dealt its damage was just so insanely good. Uh, it feels bizarre that they're unwilling to make those changes and then you don't just have to remove Venthyr Boomkin or nerf it directly. The 
if the class isn't fine on its own beyond that, you can make more class tuning. And like when you look at subtlety rogue and Uldir, they just killed the spec for the whole expansion. They didn't touch it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. incredibly stupid. The only but time to shine for subs, on it. Uh, in BFA, that was it. After it was that, it was all downhill. It was it was a sad time for stuff like that because and I hope that, that doesn't repeat as well. And I think uh I might agree with a, a trend here as well because when they nerfed that that sub rogue and we would know because we I mean we started doing class guides at around 8.1 and we constantly looked at logs and like oh I wonder how far this class put puts out sub rogue was wow, depressing was man sick. I've never seen I think arcane might have been doing better than sub and arcane was a joke spec at the time um, it was like and honestly right now. I think they might have a little bit too much on their plate and they might have just, you know, cut their losses on 991 and just put everything for 915 and uh, boom, they've already like in the process, I feel like in coming into 91 and Bogin could probably switch back to Havoc after this. Uh, they've kind of fucked around with the spec a little bit where there were a lot of naysayers when they when they doubled down on Starfall. So it, again, it's it's like the changes that they were initially making to Bunkin just kind of feels like, a, like they were a little bit disconnected. And maybe when you look at the grand scheme of things, you can probably uh, apply that to Havoc as well because, and this is personally my gripe, and I think we might have touched uh, like this something like this uh, last time as well um they're designing encounters that make burst specs thrive because of because downtimes because phases because dps checks and whatever which i mean it's not necessarily something new but i feel like this tier there's just a lot of them and it's a lot of intermissions and a lot of rp and stuff like that so obviously when you have like a high octane a uh, very consistent spec like havoc then you know that downtime is gonna is gonna kill it for instance i don't think havoc is in the is the only one in this day but i i think like what you said it's probably true like the havoc might be the the the, the best example in this and probably the worst one off when it comes to you know damage profile in in regards to the encounter design um i don't know if, if you want to if you want to detail this a little bit more guys but i mean i personally would prefer maybe a fewer intermissions and let's say 12 minute fights with the last boss yeah it it just feels like they overdid it this tier and i think they know that they overdid it this tier based on the fact that they you know reworked kelthazad in the middle of it uh where they cut that fight down from being nine and a half minutes or so to a six minute fight now uh it's just weird i guess for painsmith they probably wanted intermission to be its own cool thing but and i think it's fine as like a standalone but when we have multiple fights that are having those intermissions with a large part of downtime you know fate scribe being the other kt for a while until the rework now and Sylvanas in phase two as well just has a lot of downtime going between the important parts. If they had done without one or two of the cases in the tier, it would have been fine. And I think it's fine to let classes with very high burst damage in small windows have those times where they really excel, but they were just too good for the whole tier. Yeah, I think also like Havoc... <clears throat> The quote-unquote burst cooldown of Havoc is like meta, right? And it's not really like a burst uh, cooldown per se because it doesn't really like super duper make you increase everything. Plus, it's on a five-minute cooldown. 
I think we touched four. on this. Uh, four. four yeah, four. Uh, we touched on this uh, last time. I think it's a good good moment to to bring it up in this situation where we where we do have uh, a lot of classes that are making uh, you know good for themselves on uh, sm smaller burst windows. Now, be because Havoc is like so consistent, should they reduce the cooldown of meta? Should they rework it? What What do you guys What do you guys think? Where do you stand on this in terms of like the actual big cooldown of Havoc Demon Hunter? How How did How would they address this? I think largely, with regard to meta, if they were to decide we want to make meta, you know, a three or a two minute cooldown, I think that'd help, but I don't necessarily believe it would go a long way in resolving the issues. Um, if they added a talent that just did what the um, Demonic Origins talent does, which is have the duration of it, but then have the cooldown of it into our PVE kit instead of our PVP kit, that'd be nice. But ultimately the problem is that meta itself can't be too powerful. The talent, that it would feed into demonic oh yeah because you can't make the buff for meta too strong yeah because then you risk making demonic too strong and then you invalidate that whole row so either you would have to attach another effect to meta and overload all of it into meta or you would have to remove demonic and i think the number of people that do play havoc seriously or even semi-seriously Uh, if they were to, you know, wake up to a patch note saying demonic is gone and been replaced with this talent, I think the outcry would be oh, yeah. tremendous just because that talent feels iconic. So it's mm. a difficult situation to be in. Um, yeah. But meta as a cooldown is underwhelming almost by design because if they made it too powerful, other things would fall out of balance as well. I think that's uh, that's pretty true, and uh, this rings even uh, louder when when you go over to Vengeance, and now that demonic talent on the road is pretty much cookie cutter, uh, to our knowledge, and it's it's so iconic and so good that it's I don't see any good iteration of Havoc. I mean, I would be surprised if any good iteration of Demon Hunter uh, altogether, uh, unless uh, the demonic would be baseline. And um, I think this, again, uh, like I mentioned, I think it plays into what you mentioned about Tumas Argeras, and obviously Antares by extension, um, when when you had uh, uh, Chaos Blades as well. And I and you look at you look at a spec like Havoc, then you look at a spec like Unholy Decay, which has what Army, Apocalypse, Dark Transformation, and Unholy Blight, all <laughs> on different cooldowns. And there are a couple of mechanics and rotations, so that's four um, that you can like mix and match to kind of align them somehow. And with Havoc, you have meta which <laughs> is on a four minute cooldown so fundamentally personally i think that havoc just needs more buttons just needs more cooldowns i don't know if they should come back as talents or maybe as just spells and spell books um maybe like 10.0 can do a revamp on this i really i really don't understand i mean they, they definitely explained it clearly why they took out chaos blades but the fact that you had that option felt the spec Uh, had some variety and some interesting things like oh in raids and bosses i'm gonna spec into this then in dungeons i'm gonna spec into demonic and then you know everybody would be happy but at least or at least would be happier um do you guys think like the addition of chaos blades or maybe like new cooldowns would solve it maybe nemesis or something like that i personally i would just like uh 
cooldown reduction on Metamorphosis. It seems weird that it's, you know, if you don't count Ashen right now, it's the only four minute in the game. And it almost never fits into any encounter design, uh, especially right now at the end of this tier. It feels absolutely terrible. Uh, we've gotten to the point where most fights you're getting one cast and the fight dies at four minutes. Uh, there's a lot of fights where you're sitting on it for two or three minutes straight, just waiting for the last burn phase because that's always important. And then there's times where it comes up where it's like, oh, maybe you have to sit on meta for three and a half minutes because if you cast it three times, you're just not going to have it for your third cast. Um, I, I think considering they definitely design fights around having two and three minute cooldowns existing, it just feels awful to have it as it is. And on top of that, the power is in no way matching a four minute. Uh, the DPS gain of not, or rather the DPS loss of not casting meta is not that big. I believe it's something like 10 to 11% on momentum, and it's even less on demonics. So I think as a whole, they could just pull the class back a bit, reduce the cooldown on meta, and maybe add another effect to it. Something like a train said before, it would have to be a bonus effect to pressing the button rather than something added into metamorphosis due to demonic. But if we were to give meta something where, you know, it gives you some iteration of uh was it chaos blades yeah chaos blades yeah some iteration of chaos blades or something where your damage is increased based on like your mastery percent to give reason to our mastery other than it's a bad version of versatility something like that could be cool but in general the current metamorphosis just misses the mark and pretty much anything they could do with cooldowns would be better yeah, as far as whether or not I think that they should make it a talent if they did decide to go the route of adding extra cooldown instead of adding something on top of pressing meta, I don't necessarily think that that would be good for the balance of the class itself either, because if they did design the talent tree in such a way that you could choose, yeah, I want consistency here, but burst here, um, that gives it too much flexibility and in turn makes the spec way too broken because then it just has an answer to every situation, and that's not necessarily good game design with regard to how the meta has always played out. That being said, if there was one cooldown I never want to see in this game ever again, it would have to be Nemesis, because <laughs> that cooldown felt bad. Because by the end of Legion, they started getting smart, they being Blizzard, in terms of how they designed boss encounters, they would make the boss one type of creature and the ads on the fight a different type of creature. So let's say that you put it on the boss and now ads come out that you need to kill and they're a different type. Well, I mean, sucks, but you have to kill the ads. So you're getting a loss of uptime on that nemesis buff. But if you throw it onto the ads and then kill the ad and get the extra duration for all the other ads, well, that's cool. But now you're not doing as much damage to the boss and the boss is also a DPS race. That cooldown felt bad to press and i am not sad to see it go so if any blizzard devs decide that they want to watch and and take the opinion of one salty havoc player please do <laughs> not bring nemesis back under any circumstances it was a horrible button and yeah, ne nemesis nemesis had to had to go um and i was just thinking of all of this because for instance uh red paladin's got a one minute cooldown um and that kind of made another one minute cooldown also viable. So that kind of felt good. And uh, Shadrach was mentioning that, you know, maybe not 
add new stuff, but maybe do something with meta to make it like a shorter cooldown and to probably bypass the issue that it would have by synergizing with uh, Demonic, maybe just make like like the crash landing of meta do stuff. Maybe like apply Chaos Blades to everybody for like 10, 20, 30 seconds, or maybe proc like a Glaive Tempest or something, I suppose. Or, or have could... something after a duration. Like if it would last, let's say, okay, let's make it last uh, 25 seconds or whatever. Right, and have it add some extra bonus effect after you know after eight seconds or some something like that. Something that would not affect demonic. Like demonic gives you know that that you know, small window, but the actual meta will give you something you know after that window would activate from demonic. You know what I mean? So then you can yeah. actually balance it like that. It could be something as simple as like the impact of your metamorphosis empowers your chaos brand so that. 15% of all damage you deal is now echoed as chaos damage or something yeah. like that. I mean, that in of itself fits the theme of Havoc and doesn't, I think, do anything absurd as far as adding other cooldowns to mix and match. You still only have the one cooldown. Um, but, I mean, there's also the problem of, well, how is that balanced? How does that feel relative to the rest of the spec? How does it play in? Does that cause any problems with mastery so on and so forth oh let them worry about that we just keep talking ideas here <laughs> but like yeah. in, ter in terms of like the the, the the talent role right now um any big concerns any any things that you guys would like suggest be changed or completely removed because at, at this point all specs have something to to look upon and just say man this needs to get out or this needs to be reworked or something like that i know there's always going to be a cookie cut and a, a quote-unquote meta build or whatever but how do you guys feel about certain is there anything specific on talents that you would like to just address so currently i actually like uh how much variability we have in our talents and you know like how many different builds it feels like we have i'm not sure there's much we can really change in there and also i feel like the talent sets or like the damage that comes out of your talents on DH is higher versus other classes I have tried. Uh, which means we can move around how we get our damage more than other specs can, but a lot of our talents do the same thing now just to kind of cover up that issue. Um, the things I would like to see more or less would be some sort of rework for our mastery because it just doesn't feel good and numerically it never can really be good. And as soon as you start hitting, you know, Death Sweeper Blade Dance, Mastery's value just shoots down. And it's tuned for builds where you don't press those right now. And even then, it's lower end. So it's it's just kind of weird. And then the conversation before with Metamorphosis as our only cooldown yep. doesn't feel that great. And it would be nice to have it moved into a secondary cooldown or Metamorphosis changed and a lot more of our damage going into that as opposed to how we currently get it. Um, that or the other thing that I kind of have an issue with is we don't have an AoE spender at all. Like we have Blade Dance and Death Sweep, but it's not really a spender. It's a cooldown that we hit and it is a very small percentage of our fury to use it. It's not really something we have to work towards and we can't really increase our AoE damage. Uh, the majority of it right now comes through our talent row with Unbound Chaos or Glaive Tempest or Trail in the next patch when those, you know, get their uncapping, they'll be maybe seeing a bit more play. And Immolation Aura, because our conduit for it is insanely overtuned and just 
puts it to absurd levels. Plus, we run a legendary for it. But we don't really have a way to play well and do AoE damage. We just kind of do AoE damage by hitting that one button every 25 seconds. And, you know, every nine seconds right now for Blade Dance. But I think that needs a rework, too. Just something where we actually have to play our spec on AoE, not do our single target rotation and hit those on cooldown, because they eat up very little of our GCDs, and it's really easy to play. I think with with regard to the talents, I think the big one that I would change is Felbarage, and it would definitely play into what Shatterek was talking about. Felbarage as a talent is dead. It is never going to see play this expansion unless they do something insane to it because of how it works. The only reason Felbarage was good last expansion was because of Furious Gaze scaling with blood of the enemy. Um, I don't see a world where that's taken. I think if they were to try to rework it so that it was that massive AoE spender that Shatterek was alluding to, yeah. it would go a long way in making that talent a lot more viable because momentum is good, but it's very consistent. And when you want large burst AoE, especially within context of you know Mythic Plus or bosses like Kel'Thuzad where there are ads you need to kill, um, Having a massive AoE spender would go a long way in at least adding something where the spec has a, a new button that feels powerful and impactful to press. The other two talents that I'd really kind of like to see them do something with are Demonic Appetite and Burning Hatred. I mean, those two talents are about as dead as Felbarage right now. I mean, Demonic Appetite at least saw some play last expansion because of the Eyes of Rage cooldown reduction on souls that you would get. But Burning Hatred feels like kind of an afterthought. <laughs> it's just they took the the Fury Generation over time effect from Immolation Aura, took that from it and just put it into, into a talent. And you never really cared too heavily about that. You pressed Immolation Aura for the extra damage it gave you. Yes, it gave you Fury, but the, the damage came mostly from just pressing that button. So those three talents, Felbarage, Burning Hatred, and Demonic Appetite, need something to make them worth taking. Oddly, I don't really agree with that. Um, Burning Hatred, the reason it's behind is because uh, they added that effect where it makes Demon's Bite do 20% more damage on Insatiable Hunger, and then they buffed up Demon's Bite like three or four different times through our aura buffs and then directly buffing the ability. So it's pushed it out more and more. They used to be pretty equal. Uh, the problem is, I'm not really sure what you could do to change it, I guess. And it seems like the kind of thing where, um, with that and with Demonic Appetite, if you do buff them, there's... I guess not for Burning Hatred, but for Demonic Appetite, there's a broken interaction with it, where if it becomes good... It's going to be really good for Kyrian because Kyrian just gets them from the sigil or I don't remember what it's called, Elysian Decree. Uh, and if you buff that in any way that's not small, that's going to have a very gross interaction. And there's a legendary that plays off of them as well, which could make it even worse. So I'm not really sure what they could do in that sense. As yeah, well, I think... I'm not sure. Do you know if Demotic Appetite Souls... If it's cleaved off a demon, do they give you the damage amp? If it's cleaved off a demon, though, I think it's just a lesser soul fragment. I don't think it has the demon affiliation with it, which 
Again, it's very silly that we have this passive that's just never used. <laughs> I have... If you look at the next tier, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be demons there. <laughs> oh, but, please give me something to make that passive worth it again. If you've done the Venthyr campaign, uh, there's, there's clearly uh, hints of uh, Dreadlords. Uh, but do you guys think that the issue with the high consistent damage, which I think kind of played against them, was attempted to be sorted out with talents like uh, Unbound Chaos, Glaive Tempest, and Essence Break, where now you have like uh, obviously momentum as well, but you have these little pockets of uh, of uh, burst windows that you can use. But since they're they're good, but they're not like cooldown bursts, and they're so frequent, it kind of still raises the consistency bar of the havoc damage to to higher still, and kind of. Uh, constantly since they're on a shorter cooldown it feels like it promotes uptime on the boss even more but do you think that this is maybe why these these were either buffed or essentially introduced into the play because coming as a bfa havoc going from just blade dancing and eye beaming and that was pretty much it i'm a little bit exaggerating here but coming to like having a, about two to three extra buttons to press into rotation is a big big change which was what kind of piqued my interest in havoc um but do you think that all of this happened because blizzard was like mm, maybe maybe havoc needs a little bit more burst windows or burst cooldowns just they just made it too short and maybe less impactful i think if if the goal was to give us some form of aoe burst um as a talent they would not have nerfed i-beam with how they did it Adding square root scaling on it when it was already an AoE nuke is kind of silly. It's like they're trying to take power from something just to add another button to that row. They could have just as easily accomplished any of that without the I-beam nerf. Um, I mean, I understand sort of why they did it, just because they were trying to cap it, but they didn't also want to make it so I-beam didn't hit everything so that you've got Chaos Brand on everything. But the way they went about it and then turning around and saying, hey, we took your AoE burst, here it is, you're getting it back. It seems kind of counterintuitive and silly in the long run. I'm not sure if they were trying to give us AoE burst options as much as uh, they were trying to actually make that rogue compete with Trailer Rune. And that goes to what I said before, that our talents feel really overtuned compared to most specs. Uh, Trailer Rune for all of BFA was extremely strong. And the thing is, like, Fel Barrage was also a pretty strong button, it just could never compete with Trail Rune. You needed something like 20 seconds of uptime in a minute for Fel Barrage to be better. And that was only on AoE. On single target, you don't cast, you don't melee for three seconds. So it was still worse. Uh, it was something like if you only got to hit our target for 10 seconds, Fel Barrage was better burst. That became different later when we got such high haste that it didn't give us more trail uptime because our Blade Dance Death Sweep cooldown was below th uh, four seconds. And the haste kept scaling up fell barrage damage and then we got uh Marekitha's fang the strength trinket to abuse with blood of the enemy so it saw use because we were pretty much uh over tripling the damage of that ability and then when they remove it coming into this expansion they had to make the other buttons match trail which they didn't do with unbound chaos at first they buffed it from 300 to 600 originally to make it you know competitive which was a bit of overdoing it. And then Glaive Tempest was competitive, but it's worth single target because if you're running first blood, trail is free and the other buttons aren't. So 
I, I don't know if they were trying to give us cooldowns at all. I think they just didn't retune Trail. And that goes into them not retuning DH at all coming to this expansion. I think they just fucked up. Yeah, they decided they didn't want to do the math. They just wanted to add buttons and tell us, here you go, here's your spec. <laughs> um, I actually liked the idea of, from a train where maybe uh, they could make Fel Barrage that AoE Spender. I always liked the concept it was of, of really Fel Barrage. I mean, it, it looked great. I know at some point I kind of used it in arenas. Uh, I think it was in, in Legion. It was a little bit broken in arenas at some point, and, and it felt really good. Plus, it looks good, and it has the the theme for it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of like broken things to be uh, addressed there. If they were to uh, make Felbarash like the the go-to AOE spenders, like okay, you want to burst AOE? Well, here you go. Um, but I think it it has at least a potential. At least they have something there that they could work with. Uh, granted, they want to do that for for Havoc DHs, but enough about that. Can we uh, talk a little bit about our Lord and Savior, the Necro Lords? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, we, we have we have to we have to talk about this, man. But w okay, before we get into Necro Lords, okay, I want uh, I want to address this question. So, in terms of like um, difference in numbers uh, for covenants on Havoc DH, right? How how would you guys like r not rank it, but how how would you guys advise most of the folks to go for it? Is it huge differences between the covenant choices right now in terms of like numbers, or are like most of the people safe playing whatever they want? Because I know some specs are okay with anything, but so um, for this current tier, um, Night Fae is just king. It just wins on everything, uh, even when it's not fully ahead due to Night Fae itself. We have Karain, which gives the 25% crit buff for 5 seconds. Whenever you hit a target you haven't damaged before. And throughout this entire raid, that sees play on almost every boss beyond the first 3 besides Guardian. We played on 6 of the bosses, all the most important ones. And then the fact that we run Frost set right now, because we have so many hits that do pretty low damage, uh, that massively boosts the value of Frosted as well. So it's an insane damage increase that no other uh, Covenant can compete with at the moment. I think Necrolord numerically is actually pretty good behind it if you ignore Karain and ignore this specific tier. <laughs> but I'm not sure how that scales going into 9.1.5 when we get our Dancing with Fate Conduit buff and that'll change the builds we play. And they're also buffing... Um, Excuse me. They're buffing Venthyr significantly Venthyr. at that point. Yeah. And it's going to be by far best single target, which will be good when we can swap. But I believe as soon as you go over one target, you swap right back to Night Fae. And I believe Kyrian's dead in the water beyond very specific pad scenarios where Decree just lines up with adds. Yeah, I, I think that at face value, the numbers that you're going to see just off of Sims... Uh, they're going to be pretty misleading. So the ones for Venthyr single target for next tier, those are going to be accurate, but that's because they're single target and it's very easy to do a single target sim. But when it starts boiling into an AoE situation where you do have ads every, let's say, 30, 40 seconds, um, sims don't necessarily take into account Karain's power all that well. So what you're going to see in those AoE sims is not necessarily going to be reflective of the reality that that 25% uh, 
crit chance buff every time you hit something new just becomes so overwhelmingly good for that window to make sure that those ads die. Um, so as to whether or not Necrolord is going to see play, I think it might for maybe some meme DHs that are looking to RNGesus their way into a top 10 parse. But as far as whether or not it's going to seriously see play, I don't see a world where it will, at least right now. Obviously, Fun things can about, change. Yeah. The fun fact about the Necrolord one is uh, they can't actually high roll that well. There's a really long internal cooldown on the RNG Demons one. I think it's over 30 seconds. So they can't really high roll. They can only. <laughs> That's even worse. I didn't even know that part yeah. of it. I thought it was like a 15 second ICD, not a 30. <laughs> Jeez. So maybe the core concept of that, that Necrolord Covenant ability is just wrong. I don't know. The theme of it, you remember when we played this in Alpha? Yeah, uh, the theme sounded cool. You're summoning a was, demon and you're... The, the, yeah, I mean, it didn't really was, make sense. It felt like they were really trying to make it's a, the demon soul demon passive just... Hunters. <laughs> Thematically, it was interesting. Because when we first saw it in Alpha, it was like, Holy shit, look at this. There's a demon coming along. What do I do here? Oh, I have to kill it. Oh, that's a nice. But then it was like, oh, okay. It, was like, it felt like it took the focus out of your stuff because you was all in your... You know, craziness over there. Then, oh, oh, I have to to kill this. You know, maybe the core concept of it's just is just wrong. Maybe they can just redo it all together or something like that. And now, no, finding out that it has a, a thirty second internal cooldown is just come on, man. <laughs> I think the the funny part about Necrolord, and I I don't remember if originally it was a specific button you could press or if it was one of those on chance kind of things um, but the original thing that it did was it reduced your meadows cooldown and then they changed it to drop a pool of stuff on the ground and then they changed it so that the soul that you consumed from that demon wasn't actually a meta cooldown reduction it was just a demon soul to give you 20 percent extra damage or however however much that passive gives um so it, it's funny because it does play kind of into that whole meta thing and Necrolord still would not have been good even with it giving the meta cooldown reduction that it was just because everything else was still performing at least somewhat better but had better other parts to it yeah. that it just pushed Necrolord out of the equation out of the conversation I suppose this whole topic is neither here nor there until we really know what 9.2 brings up because 915 is all fine and dandy um, especially with the conduit uh, buffs, but until we know exactly what the raid encounters are in 9.2, I mean, who who even who even knows? I don't know what what. The nice think. thing is, it won't matter as much. The fact that we'll actually be able to freely change, we Finally. have to go back to Orbos to do it, and you know, our whole raid's gonna hate us every time we hit a single target boss. And I'm like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> see in five minutes, summon me. I just imagine if each of the individual four covenants is good on a specific boss and, and oh, instead of, you know, oh. getting two levels of renown or three levels of renown per week, it's uh, level you, you're, you're getting 12. Yeah, you're getting 12 whole condo, or, uh, covenant levels per week and well, living in Torghast every single time that you're done with the campaign. I can see it. <laughs> uh, but when it comes down to it, like, I I think we're going to be pretty locked into Venthyr and Naifei at that point. Um how much Venthyr sees play will depend on single target bosses and it will depend on your uptime on them because that build 
hates not touching a boss. Uh, as soon as you're off the boss for a few seconds, you're pretty much giving up enough cycle resets to get an I-beam extension on the debuff, and your damage just goes through the floor when that happens. Um, but it, it's nice that we have more options, and coming in 915 with that Dancing with Fate conduit buff, uh, I said it last time, but I didn't go over it at all here. They're buffing it by like 650% and socketing it in at max eye level right now as an enhanced conduit buffs Blade Dance and Death Sweep by 75% damage overall. So it is a huge change Hello, uh, as well as that those got uncapped. So that's like a take in all situations for M plus conduit. And then it opens up more viability between First Blood because that brings it back on top as far as I know outside of Venthyr, where Venthyr played Cycle. Um, and then that makes Essence Break actually better on AoE because First Blood doesn't increase its damage on AoE. It makes it so you press a single target and AoE and reduce Fury cost. But if the button's that hard hitting and we don't have AoE spenders, Essence Break, just as a matter of fact, gains a lot more value out of that on AoE. So it's a bit interesting to see what happens there. I mean, it's overall, I think, good news for 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 the Havocs. Uh, good point, and we don't know what the raid will be in nine two, but at least for nine one five. So this is the thing: if if they actually make um, the raid encounters in nine point two uh, have different of uh, viability for different covenants, I think they're probably going to add some sort of tome to change covenants over there. I I, I I can totally see them not doing it, so have everybody run to Oribos, but come on. If if the actual fight will evolve around you switching around covenants, and I'm not talking about Havoc, I, probably this will happen for a lot of specs. They're probably going to add a tome of some sort. Come on. Yeah, this, we'll get that in 925. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, traditionally, it won't uh, be uh, too far. The, the thing is that, that that's actually how... Because when when you think about covenants and, and conduits by extension, you're kind of thinking about uh, talents and talent roles. Like, oh, this this boss requires my single target build, and that just so happens that it's now baked into the covenants in the in the expansion system as well. Which is uh, I don't know how many specs had this with Azurai power in BFA, but it's it's a little bit it's a little bit degenerate because they either go just just go all out just like make no restrictions whatsoever no cooldown whatsoever and then just people swap like maniacs for every fight where it's a little bit better <laughs> like, like you guys pointed out or they might do they might add like a little ian well well maybe we don't want you to, to, to spec like 20 times per raid night uh different different covenants so they might add like a co covenant energy Covenant energy. Don't, don't give them ideas. Please don't give them ideas. It's so bad. It's so I mean, bad. But I guess I guess this is the downside of uh, making a, a power system like like covenants and be this this impactful and actually reward player power for a choice like this. Which, I mean, you can think of uh, like you mentioned, uh, a train a bar power is you know never really been a problem until it got to be like a big portion of your overall performance because obviously we had tier sets since vanilla and that you can also consider those as bar power because you know you lose them every tier set and definitely every expansion um but but i think that was different differently implemented when when you had tier sets and there's like gear as opposed to like external power source that you have to like travel to a place 
to unlock it and change it because you would probably have to change conduit somehow as well i would imagine so it just feels a little bit i think they're probably just gonna try to make the best out of it but i don't know if there's an answer to it that would solve all the problems although not having the restriction seems to be better for now they, they did mention that uh i, th I think in the the preach interview uh, was it or some magazine ian did say that for the next expansion they kind of want to tone it down a bit with all of the bar yeah. power and they want to go back to a place where they're actually addressing <laughs> a bit more of the the classes and specs obviously bar power is always going to be there it's you know part of an rpg or whatever it's whatever not bad when it's okay yeah I mean, yeah a train kind of uh underlined it perfectly like when that bar power um makes you super dependent on it uh it, it's a problem but tier sets i think i think and uh correct me if i'm wrong but 9.2 will bring tier sets right yeah. so tier sets were always like the the that limiting factors like when you when you went into a new patch or i don't know a new expansion or whatever it didn't feel as bad it didn't feel as shallow you know on that transition as opposed to artifact weapons as the right power corruptions and probably you know conduits and legendaries from from shadowlands uh, and so on um but the, that that being said like are you guys happy with the current state of havoc demon hunter happy uh, um <laughs> i'll let shadow go first i need to collect uh, my thoughts on that one <laughs> i mean i like it right now uh the big problem for me is I like playing around the frost set. <laughs> it's kind of fun, you know. How much crit do you need for that Shadowrick? Um, it should start out simming somewhere around like 40%. It's pretty high. I uh -huh. run like 45, 46% raid, but then the fact that we run crane on a lot of the fights, you know, whenever you're Helps. doing AoE and you're funneling in, you have the crane crit near like 70%. Uh, mm -hmm. I've gotten really, really massive ones up to like 180k on soul render Hello. um so you know it, it i find that one fun to play around but they're so massively overtuned the fact that i will change my build to funnel damage into that set is bizarre and they just didn't think about how much power they're putting into them when they changed them to scale off the ranks early on uh, i i would disagree that playing around that set is bizarre because in a strange twisted way that's what tier sets do they they change how you play to accommodate what the tier set actually does and i think that's why tier sets have been so important to this game is because they've always kept the meta very much fresh coming into new tiers because instead of playing the exact same way tier by tier you change up how your spec plays a different talent might emerge as really good because of how those tier sets play out and that ultimately, I think, is why I'm personally excited that tier sets are coming back. Oh, yeah. Because what you're describing with Frost is definitely, definitely what you would do with the tier sets coming out of um, other raids. Now, that's not to say that I think that these are equivalent to tier sets. I think that these <laughs> fell far short of the expectations of tier sets. And the developer that compared them to tier sets doesn't understand why everyone was upset. Um, it's probably didn't play but, with those yeah. sets. But the general idea that you just described is kind of the same. Well, I think they were kind of onto something with shards and again, it falls down to the implementation because if you take, I feel like if you take away either the domination gear requirements or the, the Ember farm requirement, 
Uh, they, and I actually designed the shard to be interested in not just that buff for like every class, they can make it individual for, for specs. That, that could be like an alternative power system that can be keep that can kind of be like tier sets where it can keep the things fresh not just give you like 600 main stat but rather oh if you play this and you switch your build a little bit you'll do this and that's pretty cool but i think the problem is with their implementation with the whole carrot on the stick uh, mentality maybe you guys can, can confirm more than i or whatever your opinion is on the matter is that they're just putting way too much carried on the stick for us because firstly you have to get them you have to get the the other armors as well and they're pretty well set in stone like this. also with the vaults and that doesn't match with the vault and doesn't match with mythic plus and then you have to farm so many shadow numbers stage your numbers i numbers. i would have been fine with shards if they hadn't um put the dom sockets on specific pieces and there's no other way to get them the fact that they just killed five slots out of your m plus box for the tier again is terrible i i hate that feeling yeah get ready for next tier because if you get a tier set piece in that slot you're not taking Hello. that vault piece either <laughs> um, yeah yeah i, I think it would be it would definitely be to blizzard's benefit if they proactively decided that the tier set pieces um, but the slots that those occupied could not drop from the vault, but I, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to hold out hope for that one. Are you saying you didn't enjoy getting cloaks out of your M plus box when we had a legendary cloak last expansion? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm very happy that never happened to me, but it did happen to a number of my guildies. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I think the vault uh, needs a rework at this point because uh, I feel like Maybe either a combination of the Vault and the Valor vendor where you can just actively f uh, whatever whenever you get bad bad rolls on gear, you can transform that into some kind of currency that you can definitely purchase uh, a, a specific piece of gear with. Because uh, all of this RNG, like Vault RNG and Dungeon RNG, and then uh, the, the Valor set doesn't seem to fix it. And now you have a different set of the game that kind of makes the loot table a little bit archaic since now you have raids uh that are on par with dungeons in terms of well arguably difficulty and and rewards as well as pvp which has always been the case when so i have like three different types of content and gear for each and they're all dropping from this one vault and they're all conflict with each other and it's it's just not the same so i feel like the the vault concept is flawed because it's based it's based on a loot system that doesn't that didn't keep up with the with the with the encounter or the game design currently i think pvp should have been separated and definitely should be separated now uh yeah. the fact that they made pvp gear have increased die level in pvp and you actually have to use it means it is incredibly stupid that it shares with your rate drops if you want to play multiple content the right choice is to have two characters now uh and that's sad like you shouldn't have to play two of the same character to play them in different contents but if they were to just remove pvp and separate it into its own thing i don't think anyone would complain about that it could cause issues with pvp players having more gear at the start of a tier but they already nerfed that back a bit and they could put it further if they wanted uh i think having m plus and raid gear in the vault together is kind of a necessary evil because it is a thing where the patches are really long and we don't really need to get geared within three weeks and as soon as you start giving people you know two or three pieces of gear extra a week on top of their drops that's gonna feel pretty bad 
and I don't think they should uh, nerf the drops in M+, or nerf our Valor, or nerf the Raid drops again, because that would probably feel worse. The only real addition I can add to that is that Warlords of Draenor, if you were a, a raider and you were a raider die, that was the golden age. You didn't really have to do much and you could get your characters geared, but it was still geared that was acquired at a steady enough rate that it didn't invalidate the content, which was always nice. Very, very, very true. Now, in uh, in, in closing uh, chapters for uh, this uh, wonderful chat uh, about Havoc and more, um, I would like to, to ask you guys, how would you, uh, I don't know what the word is here, advertise or how would you like mini tip a brand new player who's thinking about trying out Havoc? Like, well, what would be like the first thing you would advise a brand new player to, uh, getting into or wanting to get into to Havoc? Hmm. I think personally, my advice would be don't necessarily go off of Warcraft logs as far as what spec to play uh, with the variety and how close together all of our specs are I would definitely recommend try out builds that feel like they're good at least as long as they make sense uh, I mean obviously don't play like demonic appetite with demon blades don't <laughs> don't do that but as long as what you're picking makes sense within context of what people are saying is viable you're more than welcome to try out stuff like, don't feel discouraged from trying stuff out. Um, I think a lot of people are discouraged when they look at momentum because it looks more confusing than it is. Uh, the current versions are pretty easy where on single target, your momentum's usually played around your essence break windows or on cleave, it's played around your immolation auras. Uh, and on top of that, the momentum builds, because they play through demon blades, they're not GCD capped. So you don't have to be perfectly pressing your buttons to, you know, be optimal necessarily. So it's it's a lot easier than a lot of people think it is. And there's a weird stigma around it still. And I think it just doesn't deserve the stigma it has. Whereas Demonic is, in most of its forms, easier to understand how to play. Because you don't really do anything around Demonic and you don't think about it. You always just press I-beam on cooldown and duh. <laughs> The problem with that is when you're playing non-Demon Blades builds, you do need to play GCD Perfect to keep up the Sims, and it can actually be harder to play. So my personal recommendation for someone that's new, if they're not comfortable on the spec at all, I'd say pick up Fellblade Demon Blades with First Blood and Demonic and try learning that, because that's probably the simplest version of DH there is, and it's not GCD locked. Yeah, and uh, target dummies are your best friend. <laughs> Until you feel like you are achieving a target dummy sim with what you have, don't stop trying to improve. There's there's always room for improvement. Everybody can improve. Nobody's perfect at this game. So a lot of us have taken, you know, months and years to get to the skill that we are at. Some people pick it up and they're naturally ridiculously talented at this game and other people have to work for it. So, I mean, if you're one of the people that have to work for it, don't feel bad. Everybody's been at that point. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, um, uh, we have to uh, tip our hats for uh, Shadrach and uh, Atran for once again being <laughs> Thank you. being legends uh, and uh, agreeing to <laughs> record this once again. It was, uh, uh, you know, surprisingly... 
uh, a, a, a new new things out of it, right? It, it was it didn't feel like it was. Like yeah, I thought I thought we were just like gonna go through the same things. That replicate we're everything, time, but yeah. it, it felt a, it felt. It was an entirely different conversation this time. Yeah, but beautiful, beautiful nonetheless. And I'm hoping a lot of a lot of folks who are interested in in havoc and and whatnot are uh, actually got something out of this. It was it was definitely a blast. Now I do have to mention, uh, you guys can check both Shadrack and uh, a train uh, in, in the description. There's going to be links there to to their their Twitches. I think it's Twitch.tv/Shadrack and Twitch.tv/A train. Uh, I'm not sure. I know Shadrack is streaming uh, uh, a bit a bit more than a train, but I might I might be mistaken. I've seen a couple of things over there. So definitely some some good quality content and check the boys out. Also the Felhammer Discord. You know for anything you know Demon Hunter related. Uh, you know Sims guides all of that check it out in the description oh, yeah. uh yeah so once again guys thank you shadowrek thank you a train for thank you thank you very much guys really appreciate it yeah and thanks uh, for having us <laughs> yep thanks for having us on uh, a blast nonetheless and thank you for watching or uh listening depending on you know what how how, how you consume this this content our platform it's everywhere yeah it's it, we're everywhere yeah and uh we'll catch you next monday with a brand new uh, podcast on a different spec i wonder what could it be something oh, we never did before maybe hopefully it's <laughs> what i'm working on yeah thank you guys have a great Take great care, week ahead bye 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 i've been loving it then i still love Love it now, still I play wild, still I play wild, getting better every day. Let me show you how, cause still I play wild, still I play wild. It's getting harder to stay, but at the end of the day, it's a guilty pleasure. So just log in and play. Whether it's classical retail, I'ma do a slash bow. Still I play wild.